Hey guys, welcome to episode 149 of the JV Club. Oh my gosh, we're so close to 150. Hey, ask me if I have a special plan for my 150th episode. No, the answer is a resounding no. I don't even know who my next guest is going to be, guys. There's a lot going on. It's been a lot of frenetic travel, but such a great results to that travel, which is just these amazing convention experiences I've been having. I had such a lovely time at HavenCon in Austin, Texas this last weekend. It, uh, it was the first year for this LGBTQIA-themed Comic-Con, and it was really just a pleasure and an honor to be a part of something, you know, in its on its maiden voyage, so major shout-out to that. Uh, I want to thank... Um, on Facebook. I want to thank Johnny. I want to thank Louisa. Congratulations. I want to thank Angela for recommending The Girl with All the Gifts, a, a book I'm very excited to check out. Jessica, I want to make sure to get a shout out to you, young lady. I hope you're enjoying Japan. Um, I want to uh, thank Catherine her, for her phenomenal email. Um, Adam, so great meeting you at Emerald City. Speaking of Emerald City, I want to thank David Shields. Uh, I got to put this photo up on uh, on Facebook and I need to tweet it, but, um, at Shieldscraft at Shieldscraft, uh, is his Twitter handle. He made me one of the most extraordinary things anyone has ever made me, which is a sort of Cora JV club crossover, um, work of art that I just am so enthralled by and in love with. And I, I'm going to get that information out for you guys to appreciate and enjoy as well. Um, and again, he's at at Shieldscraft on Twitter. I want to thank, uh, Cody and Catan and Miller, for your wonderful emails. I want to thank Charles, um, uh, meeting you in Austin. So wonderful. I want to thank, uh, Ruth and Shane, my buddies, Ruth and Shane. I've known for years and years and years. I didn't know they listened to my podcast or maybe I did and I had forgotten, but I just wanted to say hi to them both. And I wanted to wish Shane a happy birthday because I missed his birthday party while I was out of town. Uh, I want to thank, um, finally Tamara, who I had the pleasure of spending some, some great time with at the con that I just came from and, uh, and to give you that special shout out and thank you again for, uh, just being so incredibly great and strong and you're warrior. Okay, guys, I think that is going to do it for this intro. I'm trying to think of the millions of things I'm missing. Um, I hope you enjoy this this episode with my friend Natalie. She's got a, an extraordinary dog rescue program. She's a boy, she's a real multi-talented gal. I've never sounded older. Uh, so enjoy that. And uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, bye. Now entering Nerdist.com. I need to start out by saying that are those what do we call that style of pants like a tuxedo pant are they like a I know it's not a palazzo pant because a palazzo pant has very wide legs but yeah, there's a more high-waisted trouser yeah it's a target sale really trouser. you're so stylish I'm very stylish you're like always very stylish bargains yeah no really good job Thank you. This is, as you know, this is a bargain hunting podcast. I only talk about where to find the best bargains. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Um, So I'm glad that we got started with that right off the bat. Uh, But you, but you and I share a love of vintage clothing for sure, and and that that falls into the bargains category too. Is that vintage? It is vintage. It It was my grandmother's. Oh, it was in a family vintage, family heirloom. Yeah, yes, exactly. It was in a trunk. She was going to throw out. She's like, "There's just junk in there, not junk." You this, know what? You know yeah. what? There's an expression that uh, I believe is one man's junk is another man's treasure. Oh, they're going to say junk in the trunk. One grandmother's that junk. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> and also, and also, and also she's got junk in the trunk. She does. Yeah, yeah. she did have junk in the trunk. Mm-hmm. Turns out you like that junk. <laughs> I do. Not I like my grandma's way. junk. Things in are her getting trunk. Really confusing really Already. fast. Yep. Is your so your grandmother still around? Yes, she is. That's lovely. She is. I talked to her yesterday for Easter. Oh yes, Easter yeah. Sunday. Where is she? New Mexico. As mo- and your most of your family is still yeah. in New Mexico. Yep. How did you end up? Uh, boy, I really am getting, getting right into it. That's this is the maybe the most bullet fast I've ever been. Like, and how did you end up leaving New Mexico? <laughs> we have bullet points. That's usually yeah. yeah. <laughs> we do we have a big chart. <laughs> Actually, I have a flow chart, which is weird because we haven't done the podcast yet, and the flow chart suggests like activity that's already happened. Right. <laughs> um, and one of those pie charts too. Yeah. And the pie chart is like fifty percent of it will be teen. But not necessarily front loading fifty percent of a right. team. Right. I don't know what's going on. I like on. this breakdown though. I do need the whole team working yes, on it. You do. I definitely you need do. the whole team working on it. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into it quite yet about New Mexico, but I am okay. gonna ask you uh, if when you got into liking vintage clothing and stuff. Uh, if you remember always. that. Yeah. My my last life probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it was at. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think forever. My family I was kind of lucky that lucky and unlucky my grandpa had a lot of affairs so i had like a zillion grandmas and i also had a lot of great grandmas that i was able to meet which was fantastic so kind of growing up i always just like went through their shit when you say that he had affairs that you had no you can curse uh when you say that he had affairs do like how were they being introduced as grandmas if they were they were (laughs) just like girlfriends on the side well no he literally had like a family that my my mom hears that she's probably gonna correct me but he had another family where he left my grandma and then did get married to this woman he was having an affair with and then later my mom was like at high school and saw her dad picking some random kid up and so went out there and it happened to be the exact same age as her and there was three of them and she had three of her siblings so he literally before he left my grandma already had these other families which was crazy and so now i grew up with them once i came along i didn't know any of this i just knew them as my other uncles right right right. so then he was remarried to my grandma Jeannie. so i was raised with her but then my real grandma who then was remarried at that point so on my mom's side, I already had like two sets of different. Oh my God, that's pretty interesting. But then all of their parents were alive. So I got to know my great grandparents on both Holy sides. Holy smokes. So Did everyone have kids like early eight. then? No, not really. I don't even know. I, I, I can't mean, do like, the probably, math on that, but I certainly didn't know my, gr- my great grandparents would have been way too old for me to know them. Yeah, no. I mean, I think all like normal 50s age, like 1950s age, like right. 20s, yeah, like yeah. mid 20s, yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah. Did so. you have. Like, did you feel a closeness to any of those people that was, like, closer than even your own flesh and blood? What am I? It sounds very dramatic. No, not really. I mean, they I were was just so like, young. So when, yeah. even when my grandma Je- when my grandpa died, I was, like, four. And then my grandma Jeannie died, I was probably, like, ten. Yeah. So I didn't really, I didn't spend that much time. She was more, like, she babysat me for a few hours on a day. But uh-huh. then my real grandparents would, like, pick me up from school and, like, help out in that way. Gotcha. So I knew who my real, like, I felt a different connection, for yeah. sure. But, um. Yeah, but I was lucky. So therefore, I was able to... And then my grandpa had a lot of sisters. So all of those were like my great aunts. So I was able to basically just raided their closets all the time. Yeah. And I asked everybody. So that's kind of how it started. And then I just knew because of that, I just... They all knew that I was interested in vintage clothing. So it became like... They'd call me up and say, oh, my friend down the street, Marble Ann, died. So if you want to go through, go through all her things. And so, I don't know who Marble Ann is. It's so dark. Basically. That's yeah, amazing. It was pretty good. And then I wow. actually did get a little, it's a little creepy, people. But I used to actually sit with my grandma in the mornings and look at the um, estate sales. Sure. And figure out who they were. But then I would look at their obituary and see if I can find them. Because yeah. if they were like 
90 plus, I knew when their prime age was. Oh, so if man. it was like 50s, 60s, then I'm there, right? Right, like if you, right. If you're like, you know, if you died at like 60, that's A, tragic, but you're not going to be collecting anything, <laughs> right? This stuff isn't going to be the stuff I like. Like, I'm not going to go to state sale now where everything's 80s, <laughs> I know. right? It's all logical. It's logical. It makes sense. And it's, it's, once you've sort of gone down that road, did you, have you seen, um, Oh God! Uh, what is that movie that it was? It was fantastic because it was uh, Nicole uh, Holofcen, or who is someone that I really, first of all, don't know how to say her last name because no one ever says it because <laughs> they're all afraid of saying it too. Right. But I love her as a filmmaker, and I would love to one day have her on the podcast. But the one that's um, the one that just uh, the one that just came out that wasn't not that long ago with Catherine Keener and Oliver Platt. They play people who own an, a sort of antique modern no. vintage store no, you I should see it because it. it kind of asks i can't believe i'm blanking on this i keep wanting to say like oh god i'm so sorry guys this is the worst trick and like game to play when you right. have listeners in live time who are not this is not live but people who are like able to hear right. it and go why aren't you it's this it's right this right um anyway uh but anyway they they sort of they have this conflicted relationship with uh, an older neighbor who's basically agreed to like sell them her apartment when she dies. So they're sort of waiting for her to die. Aww. But they also do a lot of estate sale stuff where right. they have, you know, their business is to sell things that they know are of value to like designers and stuff. Right. And so they're going through people's homes after they've passed away. And, right. and so it's sort of, it, the movie is part partially exploring, you know, kind of like that relationship to death and starting to have this questioning feeling about like am i benefiting like in what way like am i waiting for someone to die so that i can benefit from getting totally their stuff? and it is such a weird feeling because now i'm becoming this thing where i mean i'm i'm definitely not a hoarder but i have these issues where if it was family stuff or even some nice old person like when i go into an estate sale and you can tell the designers already picked it through and there's these little pieces that are left over that maybe aren't really valuable but they're just really neat looking i just try yeah. to think like this person at some point in their life bought this for whatever reason and now yeah. they're dead and we know nothing about them i don't know their story their family didn't take it yeah even though i don't know them i feel like i somehow need to like be the guardian of yeah that. be the guardian that of this intention yeah and the there was and this the, story with it and yeah but then, then what do I do? Suddenly in, what, 80 years, knock on wood, I'm going to, somebody's going to be going through my house and being like this weird old hoarder, yeah. you know, and taking all my stuff. It's I just like, it's quickly weird... did the math on how long you want to live and I'm pretty astonished. <laughs> knock on wood. Well, that's, I'm, I'm 29 now. So yeah, it's like almost 100, right? Yeah. But like 29 plus 80, isn't that like 110? Like 30 oh, right. plus 80. Yep, never mind. <laughs> well, my, my great-grandma just passed away. It can away. happen. She just passed away at 107. It can happen. So oh, my God. I'm it really can happen. I'm going to go above her. Yeah, she did. That's crazy. I have a lot of her things as well. That's a- <laughs> well, yeah. did you have that? Re- I mean, when I was a kid, I feel like I didn't have a, a real sense of what even dying meant on any kind of like a real level. So yeah. that's kind of an interesting way to get to know it, too, is a sort of like through through someone's stuff because yeah. when you're a kid it doesn't mean the same because you just you can't understand mortality right, right. at all totally. in a way that you know i feel you only understand mortality in newer and newer ways as you get closer to Absolutely. dying and yeah. so when you're little it's just like oh this person just isn't around right yeah and this no. is like it's a it's just a weird non non idea i, think, I always thought ways. of it as like in the, i mean i guess i did think that i knew that they died but there was always like i like to think what they were thinking at their time of my life. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. one of my great grandmas, I had her 
diary, which wasn't really a, like what you think of, like in like, you know, like yeah, movie just like, today we had blah, blah, blah basically. For yeah. But I still was like, you know, I mean, every in every part of life and every generation centuries go by no matter who these people are and then they die. It's just crazy to me to think that when this person was like 28, 29, the same place as I was, they had emotions, they had all of these things that would happen in a normal life. And just because it was a different time and era, yeah. they still dealt with it the same, but there wasn't the same kind of resources maybe. Sure, but so it's so absolutely. that has always been interesting to me. So even yeah. then, like reading her diary then and just picturing her, obviously when you're little, 23 seemed really old. And so you're right. thinking of her being like, wow, she's this 23 year old woman and has uh-huh. a kid and is just yeah. writing about going to get spam today. But it just, yeah. <laughs> but it somehow, to me, it made me give that picture, which was yeah. a lot better. So yeah, I did, absolutely. yeah. So I got that they were dead, but it was, yeah. I just like to, I guess, relive their story to like keep them alive almost. I know. Because, I think that makes sense. You know, I mean, I think, yeah, I think that makes sense. And I also think it's interesting that you had all of those elders kind of around you too, because some people don't have yeah, the I presence of that as much either. Yeah, I felt really so, lucky. You know, you're kind of fleshing it all out in a in a really specific and unique way. Yeah. Um, and so you sort of held on to that, and then yeah, I guess that's true because I was trying to think of my interest in vintage, like how much of it goes into the sort of stories of where the stuff comes from but i it is hard to be interested or like to love wearing a dress from the 50s or a 60s the 60s and just not think about it at all right. like not think what that means at all no i sometimes yeah i still kind of I mean, so many clothes i wear i sometimes think when i'm wearing them i used to actually like have this movie idea you know like or a thought in my own head being like a young imaginative kid but being like you know what if i wear this dress i'm gonna have the same thing happened to I me that this other that. woman had right but idea. you don't know i'm like laughing in this dress i'm like at a party or yeah. whatever did another woman have that or was she running and crying because she just saw her boyfriend make out with someone sure. or like whatever like sure. i don't know no so i think i think the, the, are... the things the idea of energy and on objects is really fascinating and it's also kind of a way out of i mean i don't know if it's like me trying to excuse my you know <laughs> consumerism but i know that i always feel better about buying something that's already in existence i don't feel like it just got freshly made yeah knowing that it is a sort of a recycling of a kind too yeah and and that i do feel it's not necessarily that i'm going to pick up a brooch and be like i feel a real energy about this like i'm not that at all yeah but that um that it is a way of touching base with like what 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 came before you and in a really specific way and and i'm i'm totally on board for that or just that the clothes are that much older than you thinking that some 20 something year old already wore this dress once before me yeah. 40 years ago yeah it's just like what i know <laughs> it's amazing yeah. it's amazing yeah all right now i can get back into new mexico now that i've talked about clothes for 10 minutes Great. but i really could talk about it for probably even longer oh and by the way i think i just talked about this on a recent episode a very i'm very embarrassed by it um very embarrassed by it but i one of like one of my sort of like dreams i hate waking up from and i bet you have this too <laughs> is I'll, I'll very occasionally I'll have a dream that I'm I walk into like a Goodwill or a vintage store and there's just like everything is like a dollar and it's just the most beautiful great stuff you've ever seen and you're like what do I I right. I'm buying all of this I have to I have to take I have to take possession of all of this <laughs> totally you ever had that dream I have mine isn't ever a dollar it's more like the anxiety of I have to get the things before anyone else does mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's generally like some teeny store like in an alley or something yeah. that i just came upon and no one else is <laughs> so in there funny. and i'm like does anyone know about the store yes. i can't tell anybody yeah. <laughs> i've got to like get everything right now who's the owner and then but it's always ends up being anxiety and then when i wake up i'm like oh that's right because the rest yeah. of my real life is stressful right, right now so right. it just went into that right yeah, yeah. good times 
That's a good, that's a, I'm going to take that and use that also, that it's because I'm really having an anxiety dream, dream about stuff that's deeper and more important than finding a lot of really great vintage stuff. That's totally what it is. Um, I'll accept that. I'll accept that and I approve and I like that answer. Um, <laughs> okay, so where in New Mexico? Albuquerque. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, I feel mm-hmm. that that's a sister city to Tucson. I have this like, maybe I don't know that Tucson feels that way or that Albuquerque feels that way, but because my dad uh, travels so much and, and wrote ghost town books and stuff and I spent a lot of time in New Mexico, to me it was always like, oh, Albuquerque's like, zzz, like sort of adjacent to Tucson, right. around the same size and also seemed to kind of have the same interest in preserving culture and like a certain there was a, like a liberal bent to it that yeah. you don't necessarily see in the rest of arizona right I don't know. yeah i don't know much about tucson all i know it's is really okay mexicans don't like to be compared uh totally different state we don't care new mexicans don't like to be compared to anyone no. else yeah or to arizona especially more of a to, especially to arizona yeah basically interesting it's just the i don't other know if arizona feels desert. that way really yeah oh, i wonder know. if it's i'm very i'm always fascinated we've talked about it on the podcast before uh with rivalries that are only on one side like the way <laughs> san francisco feels about los angeles right is the way san diego feels about los angeles is the way phoenix right. and like tucson feels about phoenix right i don't know and if it's the way that new mexico feels about arizona I that makes me interesting. laugh interesting yeah it is. i mean they are i think it's more my together. thing is like with people who don't really know geography like oh yeah so a they lot think of one is the same as the yeah, other they're always like santa fe that's in arizona right or they, they do some people i've had that happen fools. i believe it fools right but yeah. then also so it's just the two desert states that are like right there so people get them confused a lot and yeah, so yeah. i get really upset because i'm like we're a blue state there we're not well, a republican state fair. we don't that's have these gun laws like all of that that's i'm like very you fair can't you're right you're us. absolutely right it's insane. you're absolutely right because so tucson, tucson is be liberal, very liberal like tucson is the liberal is right. the blue right. is Little the blue area. inside that red state right um and but so, so that's probably why as... they like feel maybe a kinship towards new mexico right. that would make sense um sure it's a great place if you live there yeah um it isn't as isn't yeah is isn't as isn't a lot of z's in there a lot of z's in there um and uh, and so were your did you come from a liberal family? Yeah. Or your parents? What are your parents like? And do you have siblings? No, I'm the only child. Mm-hmm. I've got yeah. step. Um, but oh, you have step. Okay. I have step step siblings, but they're all older than me, so I didn't really grow up with them. My dad got remarried when I was like five, mm-hmm. um, but she already had kids, so they were like in high school at the time. So yeah, that's yeah. how age difference we are, and they have. So yeah, I'm not really close with them at all. So I basically am the only child. And people generally say when I say that, they're always like, oh, makes sense. That's Which what I they don't say about know, me because right? I'm also an only child. Right? Yeah. I mean, I do know I don't like it. My best friend just told me recently she has a three-year-old and I was we were discussing if she's going to have any more kids and like the whole thing. And her husband or her boyfriend doesn't want any more and she kind of does. And she kind of said to me, I know she didn't mean to insult her. She was, <laughs> she was, I know we were going with this and I'm already excited about it. She was like, it. we were having wine and so we were just like talking and she's like, you know, I just, since I grew up with a sister and since I've known you since sixth grade, Natalie, she's like, I just don't want Ellie to grow up like you. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? That's so horrible. And she's like, no, not like that. I just remember you not sharing and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I still don't <gasps> that's share. That's so but crazy. That's okay. Oh, and it is no. interesting to see. I can see yeah. Ellie. I like watched her the other day and she's three and she's totally already doing that. You know, like I'm like, okay, this little baby doll, let's name it so-and-so. And she's like, no. No, its name is blah blah blah. You know, are, sh- like, are we sure that that's not just something that children go through because they, they don't want to share with their siblings either? But just but, even seeing her like on the playground oh, no. and stuff, it's just a different. It did remind me of me. I was very leader. I was I very know, I like was too. I had like the control. Like I had my own mind, and that's how it was because that's what I did at home. Yeah. So if someone new came into it, I didn't really I understand being like, "Yeah, let's do that." I was yeah. more like, "No, we're doing this." So oh boy, yeah. And what did you say when she said, "Were you like, um"? 
I just laughed. Yeah, I just laughed because I knew what she meant. I think she like immediately was like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, no, totally. It's fine. Because (laughs) I do know. You guys are still friends. You can't be that horrible. And I do know how I am. I'm still like that. But do you feel like, because I also have this conversation with other people. It's like, you only know what your experience was too. And if you turned out okay, but I I can't, that's not fair because I feel like I have friends who were only children who wanted to have a bunch of kids because they were only children. I have have friends who had a bunch of uh, brothers and sisters and kind of only wanted one kid. I feel like I've never thought about having, I mean, not to say like I'm focused on having even one, but I've never thought about having more than one kid. Like in my mind, that's what you do. Right. You have one kid. Right. Yeah, no, that makes and, sense. And 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 I guess my argument would just be like, well, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine. But I guess maybe what I'm really saying is like, I mean, I never had to share. It's right. Terrible. It is. Well, and I think again, but you're, you're such right. A it's our own sharing experience. person. You know, I mean, it's not like you're right. Yeah, no, no. But it, I still, I have little things that I can tell things, that are. In I know me I do too. Just like if I just buy something so silly that like I buy something new that's like I'm really looking forward to like a like tea or I don't know, something that's like my yeah. tea. And yes. then someone opens it before. Once it's opened and I've opened it, yeah. you can have some. Yeah. But I bought it and I want it I get first. It. I think I struggled <laughs> with that with roommates it. even. Yeah. That yeah. I felt very, because because I'd never lived with anyone my age, right. I felt this sense of like proprietary, totally. almost like protection. Like oh, it yeah. felt more primitive than yeah. than selfish in a weird way. It Absolutely. feels like you're like, I don't know. Listen, this is my food. I, I got it. Totally. You know? and, Which is but, funny because to me, that's how it feels. But I feel like outside people, it's like, no, that's selfish. But yeah, to me, I I'm know, like, I no, know. it's primitive. What do you mean? <laughs> I need to do this to survive. I know. Oh boy, it's really nice to commiserate on this stuff with someone. Um, okay, so only child. And what did your parents do? Uh, my dad and your dad. Your parents split when you were yeah. They split when I was like three. Yeah, but I grew same, up with both same of them. with me. Oh, nice. Look yeah. at us. I know. Selfish, I never had any. There was children. no remarriages, so there or okay. new marriages, so there was no steps for me. But right. obviously, there barely were for yeah, you. Yeah, there barely was for me. Um, so it's like yeah. Then it becomes kind of a one on one or, or totally. like a you know yeah exactly. So um, yeah, my mom worked for the telephone company. Okay. And mm-hmm. my dad worked for the post office for a while. He was a mailman, which mm-hmm. I used to love because take your daughter to work day was awesome. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Um, but then he ended up starting his own sign business, which is he's doing now. It's basically like he owns all those like bucket trucks and they go and put up high signs and stuff, which is actually oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for vintage picking is amazing because he does all the signs on old route 66 in New Mexico. Oh, so wow. he takes down old motel signs and just like saves them for me, which That's is really cool becoming an issue because I can't get yeah, them here really go? easily. Yeah, yeah. So it's like in my mom's garage yeah. that we've been discussing getting a space because now I have these letters that are like four feet high. They're like these vintage 60s letters that I can't remember what they spell. Some like weird Chelsea's closet. I don't know. Some weird store. But, you know, all these cool old signs and stuff. Some are porcelain. Some are... What do you do want to do with them long term? What's the plan? I mean, if resell them eventually. Yeah. I would love to, like, even with vintage stuff, I've been wanting to do something with, like, props or something, especially mm-hmm, now that there's mm-hmm. a lot of movies being filmed out there. Because yeah. I see, you know how it is. You go into a place like that. Like, when I was just in Albuquerque a few weeks ago, and there were so many clothes and so many little items like that that I'm like... If I got had some a place in LA, it would resell for like triple the price. But that where does, am it I going to do like it? A, that in my mind too, it's sort of that sort of feels like a, an alternate universe career that I totally. went into oh, somewhere. I would love it. Let's start yeah. it. Here I we mean, go. I know Janet and Natalie's closet. You guys, we have a lot of the same. We have a lot of the same hobbies. We There's really no do. question about that. We're supposed to be in a band together, but now you are in a band. Oh, I got, Ish. I got kicked out. What? <laughs> No. Oh no! Wait, talk to me about this. I don't know if I should talk about it. All no, right, all right. Because it's going to make me sound like a really bad person. I mean, you're just I not just a bad person. Let me not. try to say it in a good way, and if it comes out bad, then 
I'll just edit um, it. Yeah, I got it right it's out. It's fine. Yeah. So no. Um. So the whole purpose of the band. This woman's amazing. She actually is married to a guy I went to elementary and high school with, and they just moved here. And she's been in a lot of amazing bands. And but and she's obviously she's straight and she's but very very politically active mm-hmm. and very like feminist and that whole thing. And I of course I'm a feminist. Of course all those things. But she's just really radical with it and very active in it. So. Mm-hmm. She's written a lot of songs in the past and had a lot of bands. And so since she just moved here, she was like, I've written these songs and I really just want to like do a collaboration and like have women kind of join it and do like a whole thing. And so she asked me and I was like, sure, great. Yeah. And it was kind of my fault because she did send along like all of these stories that she wanted the band Mm. to be kind of like, but I'm the worst. And so if I see a political thesis come across my email, I'm like, next. Like Uh I just didn't. I was like, it'll be fun. It'll be creative for me. Yeah. So I went to a few of the practices. I liked the songs. It was fun to harmonize and do all that. And then she kind of, they were like, yeah, since it's a collaborative, if you want to bring other songs, we totally can. But I didn't realize it had to fit the exact format. So I was just like, all the 60 songs I want to do, Nancy Sinatra and Lee Hazelwood. Let's like bam this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they finally were like, do you get like that? This is like a feminist. There's a stronger purpose. Yeah, there's a stronger purpose. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm a woman and excited. And then it started being like, they really wanted it. They were thinking of it as like a tune yards or Sleater Kinney, like a girl activist punk. And that's fantastic. And that's great. And I respect that. Yeah. But like, I just realized during my path of it, it's like, that's not really where my passion is right now. No, I totally okay. understand that. And you're, and, the, and, and that to me speaks to, I, f- I think it's first of all, t- first of all, I don't want to have to edit that out because I, you don't come off like a bad person at all. But second of all, worse, but yeah. um, I mean, I, I also know all the wonderful things you're doing that we're going to get into anyway, but Thanks. I, I've, I feel like I've had experiences like that too. And part of it is where you pour your passions in and what's what what is frustrating and upsetting about life and what what ways you what platforms you use right. to sort of express that and where that time and energy goes yeah and um i know what your life is like outside of that yeah. and i can't imagine introducing that right and I think that was everything it. for me. I it's thought, cool, I'm going to have a creative a outlet right now. Something right. fun, totally. something, a way to unwind, totally. a way to bond with your fellow women and right. have a great time right. and, and then be feminist, I, but not be right. forceful about it in exactly. that context. Exactly. And then it started being like, they want to do all these different outings. And I was like, and I'm yeah, so glad they're going to do all that. Me too. And I was like, I'm so glad they're going to do all that. But then that. of course I just was faced like feeling really guilty because I'm like, just because I'm like, now I feel like I'm not part of, you know, I think I said something where I'm just like, you know, I did all that. I was like at protests at part of my life. I did that. Yeah, yeah, but then yeah. I got the email that was like, you're not just an activist at a part of your life. You're always an activist in this and that. I'm like, you're right. But my yes. activism now is for animals. And so I yeah. respect that you guys do that. But yeah. like, we have to pick our, we, we have, have to, to pick, pick and choose. And that is a battle. Yeah, and that, and, and that's very difficult. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but those, those moments where you sort of have to understand, um, what's going to make me a better human being on the whole. Right. And it, and I think for most people who choose to stay in the United States, because, and, and even if they're working for nonprofits, even somebody who works for a nonprofit full time, yeah. who's not getting paid enough and should be paid more because they're working for a nonprofit, whatever that infrastructure is like, right. that person is not going to be the person who says like, and also in my free time, I belong to these three other activism groups. Right. And basically <laughs> what I do 24 right. seven is fight the power. Right. 
Yeah. Um, that person is like, oh no, I were, I mean, I, I'm not that person, but like right. my guess would be that that and friends of mine who do it are like, oh yes, I do that. And then I have to go to the movies and right. just be a human who's laughing at something totally. or I totally. can't recharge right. to be the person that needs to be sitting yeah. at that desk dealing with those issues. Right. Exactly. And it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It and hard. and yeah. it's exciting when you see people get excited about their cause and they've found this great way to do it in a way that right. feels fun for them and right. also very important. Totally. And it's really okay yeah. for you to, you know, to, yeah. to step back and say this is absolutely this yeah is, and they were supportive and everything so when fun, i say yeah. kicked out i don't mean they yeah, were like yeah, get yeah. out of here but Sometimes you know we had a big fit. conversation well, it's like a relationship right totally. it's like it doesn't mean that you guys don't right. love and respect each other right. it's just not the yeah, for sure. exact right fit for anybody yeah so i am a little bummed sense. out because i was looking forward to having something creative during the week that i could like really yeah pour into it so hopefully yeah. our band will start soon i know we got to get it up if you're mm-hmm. ever in running Ever. Yeah, that's been a problem. It just kind of stalls out a lot of stuff. But um, did you were were you very musical when you were younger too? When did you like? Did um, you just always like to sing and stuff? I just always like to sing. Yeah, I mean, I never really learned an instrument or anything. But yeah, I mean, I like. I was in like our, you know, like middle school bands and stuff like that. And I used to see, actually, that's what's so funny is the woman who's in this band now, her husband and I had a band in middle school that went oh. for like five years and we like played it like little, it was like a jazz band. I mean, and that's super cool. We played a lot of Van Morrison covers at like restaurants and we were like, you know, 13. That's which, so fun. Looking back at it, we thought we were so awesome. But yeah. really, it was basically all of our parents coming to eat at the restaurants <laughs> and support us, right? It was not like, so I'm sure now as an adult, if I saw a 13 year old oh. little band at a restaurant, when you be oh, they're so cute yeah and yeah, i remember seeing adults saying that in the audience which just make you feel really embarrassed sure, you know at the sure. time you're like why are you taking me seriously right. this is not a cute situation but now i get it singing. Yeah. yeah but now i get it i mean i would do that too i'd be like oh, how cute are they but bringing again, in their instruments and- again it's like <laughs> i still like this idea i just belch guys i am drinking uh some slightly carbonated be- beverage so don't worry i'm gonna get them in i'll get them <laughs> in. um but but this again it's like you know now we're talking about like the arts of this era that you also love the kind of clothes and belongings for. Yeah. And really, I mean, it just had such a huge influence on you so early. It's yeah. so interesting. I don't know a lot of kids that age who were or are into music that dates back to decades before them. Yeah, I know. It's really I, specific. I still have that problem. You still I actually feel, yeah. was just playing Heads Up the other day, uh-huh. which I didn't even know what it was. Yeah, someone was just telling me about Heads up, and uh, I was like, "Is that like heads up seven up?" That's what that I you said in school. See, that's What's what heads I up? Said. Is it the same? No. So it's basically so just like an it? app on your phone, oh. and you can do like different kinds of um, decks, I guess. And oh. so it's almost like you know that game where I can't think of what it's called on. T- it's on TV, but uh-huh. you know, so like you, I have this thing, and you're trying to get me to guess right. it without saying the word. Right. So there are like songs you can hum. There's like different categories. Okay. But there's one that's basically just like current stuff and like i was with a whole bunch of people who were my age to even older like 25 to 35 year olds and i'm 29 i had no clue what they were saying i mean it was a lot of like Katy perry stuff and this and that and i was just like i don't even know what you're talking about Uh and like movie uh references and i was just like i don't know and then the (laughs) 70s one i like killed it but they didn't know it so it's like i couldn't play so i've always had that struggle because i keep thinking the older i get will people feel like what i like but i guess not because they're still in this generation right <laughs> so they're gonna keep like i just don't even yeah yeah so oh, i think that's so great it is but it's i mean hard it's to fun find for people me right to... but now i'm turning you into like a character where i'm like i love the character of you <laughs> who doesn't know you know who doesn't know the con- i like I it but it is hard very bad about contemporary stuff too right? but i guess i guess i feel like i'm i wouldn't ever be as good as you 
at what you know. Maybe. And yeah. I don't really know a lot of contemporary stuff. So there's just a weird, I would just right. be kind of okay at like anything, anything from the 60s right. through yeah. now if there were like indie bands right now. Kind totally. Of thing. Yeah. Um, but that's about it. You it's know, always I been a struggle though because I've never been able to find anyone that's just, and I always say that I'm like, there's got to be somebody else out there who likes like the same music I like and yeah. references and that isn't 60. Right. Right. You know, and I'm still looking. If you're out there, even if you're 15. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they are right. out there. I'll be your There's older no friend. There's no question in my mind that they're out there. You know who you would get along with is my friend Gray Delisle, who's also a What's phenomenal her name? singer. Her name's Gray Delisle. Gray Delisle. Okay. And uh, she's on the podcast. She, I think she would be a good fit for you. Yeah. She's older than you for sure. But um, but boy, she she really lives with a lot of those same things like she loves and lives with a lot of those same era stuff I'm, i like this this is a good we should totally friend date meet. I we can have a i don't ever get beverage. to see you enough what am i gonna do hook you up with someone and then sure. be jealous that you guys are hanging you out you don't see no, her don't either i'm it. sure so i don't well, there we go. i don't care for it i don't like where <laughs> this is going um uh okay and so so when you were younger too so even when you're younger i mean obviously you found a band that wanted to play uh van morrison songs which is a huge success right. in junior high and to do it all the way through five years through um, it's pretty phenomenal. What was that music that your family kind of got you into? Like, how did you, was that <laughs> not, not actually, unlike the, I, don't know. I used to just really be, I mean, this was like, most of the time this was before, yeah, this was way before the internet. So I remember when I was like 15 and I first started driving kind of a thing, like, well, I guess that was obviously 13 came before. I don't, how did I get into Van Morrison before that? I think it was honestly just kind of the band teacher was like pitching songs that were like kind of easy to learn. So mm. moon dance was pretty easy. And there was like, you know, we played a Chicago song, which was pretty easy. And then we just took that on our own and mm-hmm. just taught, they just taught themselves basically. And I just learned the lyrics. It mm-hmm. wasn't like for me, I can't read music. I don't know how to do any of that. Mm-hmm. So I left it to the band people. But, you know, I remember, I think even 14 when I got my like permit, driving permit, I would like hear, I always only listen to the oldie stations and I would hear a song and I would put my tape in and press record on the thing and then I would take the tape to this one place that I just looked it up in the phone book and it was called mm-hmm. Crazy Cat Records <laughs> <laughs> with K Crazy K of course Cat K of yeah. course records and I like would drive up there and it was like a mission to me you know, like I, you know before Google Maps or anything like I had my little map written out I was like very organized and I had like my $10 and I went and like asked the person like can you listen to this who is it and that then I just kept so learning cool. that way and my dad liked you know my dad didn't necessarily he really likes like Doobie Brothers and like Fleetwood Mac and stuff like which I super love absolutely yeah. but a lot of the stuff I didn't really know that was probably when he was more like in middle school uh-huh. like that I really liked yeah, I would yeah. just like ask him I'd call him and be like sing the riff of it and he would be like yeah that's this and so that's I'd write so it down funny. and like I did that since I was probably like eight you know yeah. or seven I remember loving um happy together by the turtles sure. but I didn't know who sang it obviously and I just sure. remember I heard it in like my mom's friend's car and I just remembered like keep that in your head keep that in your head and I was probably like seven or something yeah, yeah. but like I really wanted to know who it was so when I got home I remember Love being this. like it's like da 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 like I was trying yeah. to and like <laughs> so she didn't great. know it and like finally I had to like I kept asking people until they were like is it happy together by uh-huh, the turtles so uh-huh. right then i remembered it you yeah. know and then i just so then over the time i just kind of started looking into more of that like so here's this song by the turtles what else do they sing sure and then just kind of exploring that and then it led me to you know as you do as yeah. of course with music but and so when so i feel like <clears throat> high school especially for me was really a time when i was spending so much time with friends mm-hmm. that even if I wasn't seeking out music, I was still going to be exposed to all of their music. You know, right. I mean, I, I I remember my friend Sarah, who was one of my very best friends in high school, um, uh, 
like I heard more Pearl Jam and R.E.M., <laughs> you know, than I ever would have ever, ever heard or cared about. Like, all due respect to those fantastic bands. Right. But I just heard them because I was always in her car with her. Totally. And she loved those right. two bands. And so... um so I'm wondering for you if like you were if, if high school was a time when you were still exposed to a lot of other music. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, like some of my friends, like also my friends when you said Sarah, I was thinking of my best friend, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she like Dave Matthews was her thing. So no yeah. matter how many times we drove, drove in her car and we would take like road trips to Santa Fe on the weekends, like Dave Matthews. And of course, I liked all that. And of course, when you grow up some in an age that you grow up at any you're going to hear that kind of music at parties and all of that. Yeah. So, of course, it is like I. Not knowing current stuff now, but if you played like a rap song from 2002, I'm yeah. going to know it yeah. because I went to high school and any dance, that's what you have. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And I can still have an appreciation for that. Like, I like it when that kind of stuff comes on and, yeah. you know, all the rap words to a Missy Elliott song. And it's like, yeah, yeah. but what guys, I guys, I got this. Yeah. I got, I got this. this, you guys. Katie who? I'm going to twerk it. Twerk yeah. It. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. What was your high school like? uh good it was pretty ghetto i mean it's albuquerque so um it's like right on the border it was albuquerque high um and it was kind of on the border of like a really latin neighborhood Mm -hmm. so it's basically like and like straight like mexican neighborhood like a lot of kids didn't speak english so it was like a very it's probably i would say i don't know 60 percent hispanic what's your cultural background by the way i mean obviously um that seems like a question to ask spanish french german and I think a little Native American. I just asked my grandma this last time and she like, that was the first I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I found some picture of my, of her, my grandma's father's parents. So my great, great grandparents. And he looks like a total little like Mexican dude, like in the backyard. And he's with this woman who I swear has an eye patch on, but my grandma keeps saying it's just the way it was printed. And I'm like, no, <laughs> she's got a cotton swab on her eye. And like, clearly these people didn't have a lot of money. So I'm like, right. the one picture she gets, she's like, great, I've got no, pink eye. Let me no. throw this patch on. But so I was asking about them and she was like, oh, well, she was part Native American. And I was like, well, that's the first I've heard of that. But right. yeah, but we can trace like descents from Spain. There's a lot of New Mexicans mm-hmm. who came from Spain like 200, 300 years ago and they've been there. But let's be real. The Spaniards came in. They raped some Indians. Like uh-huh. it'd be impossible if I didn't have any Native American. Yeah. And I'm sure I have a little Mexican. But what we can trace is the German is pretty big. And Spanish is pretty big. Do people, did people being, you growing up in Albuquerque and having the last name Garcia, did people assume that you were Mexican? No. um, No one ever Because our family was, we're a pretty big family in New Mexico. We own a lot of restaurants called Garcia's Kitchen. Oh, I see. We're like really famous and old school. I see. I see. Well, that is not what you described either of your parents doing. So I guess I didn't. Yeah, it was my grandparents' family and all that. So that's kind of like the bigger family tree. So yeah, my parents didn't do that. But gotcha. um, but you know, I think that's it. Any any town you're from, especially like that kind of like specific culture, we've we've we really have been there for like 200 years. But a lot of families have there, mm-hmm. and a lot of them came a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So everyone knows everyone, uh-huh. and so it's just you know, I mean, you know how it is. Your grandparents know other kids' grandparents because they they went to high school together. Yeah, but I don't, don't know what that's like. So so, funny. so I'm interested yeah. in that because my family did not. not neither of my families. My mom's family was uh, Marines, so mm-hmm. they tra- oh, wow. they lived all over. Right. And then my dad's family left uh, the Chicago area while my dad was a teenager. Yeah, I guess a teenager and and moved to Arizona. So there's no wow. There's no sort of like grandparents, no grandparents. Like right. everybody, I've n- I I definitely did not have the experience of like everyone's been in this one place Crazy. for long enough that they kind of all know each other. Right. Not at all. Right. Which and is it's a good thing that. and a bad thing. Like I enjoyed it growing up, but then now going back, it's like you see so many people, which is okay. But, you know, I mean, even my grandma talking to her yesterday, she randomly brought up something about 
how she runs into people still from like high school. And since she was like, I mean, she was really pretty. And so she was just like, yeah, I ran into this lady and she was like so rude to me at the store. I said hi to her and she was so rude to me and she was rude to me in high school. I guess she just doesn't like me. I'm like, I don't know if you know, but you're 84. Yeah. So you would think maybe it would be okay. And she's like, oh no, the girls were so mean to me. And I was oh like, why? My. And she's like, because I got your grandpa. I was really popular with the boys, oh. but not with the girls. But so it's still that small still there that, that small. you see those people. And it's yeah. always, you know, like you'll hear like, oh, so-and-so's grandma worked with my cousin 30 years ago, wow. but now you're still connected. So a lot of them are just really old New Mexican families who've been there for centuries. And- well, don't, and isn't that, as somebody who left there and coming back to that culture, I mean, part of what's so, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly very interested in people who make the decision to stay in the same place that they right. grew up. Me too. Yeah. Um, and I think there's something, like you said, there's great stuff about that that I envy and there's stuff about that that I don't envy at all. Yeah, second burp, guys, if you're <laughs> counting. Uh, if you're playing a drinking game of how many times I burp, you're going to be Don't drink, probably kids. by the end of this. Uh, oh, yeah, that's for the adults, by the way. Um, but uh, but I, yeah, I love the sort of opportunity to not be the person, not be assumed and treated, because I do believe in this sort of like, you you also behave as you're expected to behave the way other people treat you. Right. That's very, it's the social structure of us as a species right. is very tricky. Totally. Um, and so I think if you kind of are known in a certain way up to a certain point, like how much of that it becomes the sort of Oros Boros, I don't even know if I said that right, but the snake in its <laughs> tail where you're, you're behaving this way because other people expect you to behave that way. Thus they treat you that way. Right. And do you get a chance to kind of reinvent yourself or do you get a chance to sort of grow yeah, out beyond a certain point? Cause when I go, you know, home and see my family, I feel myself kind of reverting into for better or for worse. <laughs> Absolutely. This person that they know me as. Right. And it's not so different from who I am, but no. certainly there's elements of it that well, I, do you know, I think it also depends on like, absolutely. I completely agree with you, but I think even like with what, I do is not that complicated. I'm an animal rescuer, but sometimes how, because I live in LA, like unless it's somebody who's like super hip on the groove and they're my age, they'll understand references and stuff. But like my grandparents or even my mom or my dad or my aunts, like I don't feel like they're not hip, but they don't even know how to talk to me about stuff that I'm doing because Mm. they don't understand it. So basically when I go home, I'm suddenly not me la natalie because they don't which is a huge piece of me but it just becomes me just having small conversations like about Mm -hmm. the weather or about my grandma seeing somebody at the store and so it's not about like oh like whenever they ask me what i'm doing if i really go into it and talk for like five minutes about it it's just kind of silent and they don't really understand and so i'm like well never mind which sucks because then you do it's like i don't want to not tell them yeah but at the same time how do you and they don't even really know what questions to ask so then it just becomes so yeah so i become like i feel like i'm 15 year old Natalie back at town and just kind of me still and which is nice but then I feel stuck anytime I go home sure. I start feeling like I need to do something That's I need to be motivated at, I, I need to go I'm, home yeah I'm definitely getting that yeah. I'm getting at that I feel like I wouldn't be the person that I am if I hadn't lived in these different places and kind of had these different yeah. experiences and and let in certain things that right. um, needed to come in even the stuff that was hard and scary I, yeah I was gonna say that new. I think that's incredibly important any young person I meet or any like my cousins or something that like are ready to graduate college or they don't know what to do yeah whenever they're just like yeah i'm just gonna go to like new mexico state or stay here i mean great but i'm like you have to have to get out of new mexico especially because it is so insular like everyone knows each other and so you are kind of expected to i mean i really that was like the biggest thing i ever did was just move away yeah it was so simple and now i do kind of my aunt pointed out to me once she was like i could just so many people couldn't do that and to me it wasn't a big deal but she's like you literally went 
knowing one person like when I moved to Denver, I knew one person, but I didn't think of it like that. I thought of it as like this amazing world. Sure. I wasn't scared. When did you move to Denver? Um, I think it was 21. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I was 21. Um, you know, but so same with LA. I knew one person here. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, look at, I mean, I met you. Like I meet so many people just by being a person in a new place and yeah. having new experiences. So it's incredibly important to do that. Yeah. But yeah, so many people just don't leave. And I feel like what would your, could your life have been? Yeah. Like if I stayed, what would my life be? I don't even know. I know. Again, all due respect to somebody who feels happy about that. Yeah, absolutely. But I I do wonder about those experiences. I mean, it's hard. It is, again, it's sort of like you never, you'll just never know if you're not, if you're not one, if you, if you, if you, whichever one you are, you'll never know. The other side. The other side. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I know some people look at me with like, when I go back, like high school reunions or something, I feel like I look like that cool, like, oh, you live in LA and your life looks so cool and you're always doing so many things. And, but then I know some people are like, how do you do that? Like, you don't have like a nine to five job. You don't like, you don't have your family around. You don't have, so I understand needing that structure and needing that comfort. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. something you've known your whole life. And you do go back home a lot. I mean, I don't yeah. go back to Arizona, yeah. which is closer That's nearly true. as yeah. often as, as, yeah. as you do. But sometimes are you always going back home there or are you just going to, because you love New Mexico and there's other areas that you guys go? No, I wish, but it always ends up being family. Yeah. Like I try to, yeah. um, like when I was just in town, like I said, my best friend Sarah came into town. Um, and so that's why I went. And so she and I were like, let's do a day in Santa Fe. And like, we had like a whole thing, but then it ended up getting so busy because mm-hmm. people were like, meet us here for lunch. And then her parents wanted to have dinner. And then I'm like, well, so we went for right. one hour. It was like, well, what's the point of that? Oh, yeah, so, but I always yeah. do that. I always think, let me go and take like a drive and go spend like two nights in Taos and then stop along the way, have random time. But yeah, I mean, I used nope. to do that when I lived there, but now yeah. it's just so, cause you have such limited, you have a week and you've got to, everyone wants to see you and yeah yeah well then it becomes again yeah kind of doing something for other fulfill for something else for someone else than rather than for yourself well let me ask you about your um romantic life if you don't mind in in high school so what so by the time high school school, uh yeah all of it any of it um (laughs) what uh what was your i mean i i first of all i'm gonna assume already that you were friends with a bunch of different kinds of people because that is who you are to me yes as somebody who would sort of flip between groups as, yep. as many of us who've done the podcast did yeah um but what was your kind of romantic life like who did you have crushes on and and did you have you know people you were actually dating and stuff yeah um well i dated boys for a little bit for like two years and then two years of high school ish yeah pretty okay. much and then i basically fully came out as a Rage and Lesbo. Um, <laughs> By the way, listen, I I don't know. W- one of the things that I love about you is that you you are so demure, and then you say <laughs> like you you have such a demure countenance in 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 terms of your physical size and the way that you present yourself and how graceful you are and stuff. And it makes oh, me really you. happy every time you burst out with something like Rage and Lesbo. Yeah, let's, let's continue. Keep the surprises in my uh-huh, uh-huh, puffy pants. Or whatever uh-huh. these are. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So no, I mean, yeah, I definitely dated, you know how that is. I think anytime, like, I think now that I look back at it too, is like, I, you know, I think like you say, I mean, I don't think I'm putting labels on something like now I've basically lived my life as a lesbian for the last 
12 years, like literally when I basically came out. Right. And so I've only been with women, but literally looking back at it, even in high school, I probably was interested in guys. It was just high school guys. Mm-hmm. And there's also this expectancy. Like I was with the more popular girls of the group because I was on varsity soccer and varsity tennis and this and that. So all of my friends, we all dated those boys. Mm-hmm. So I never really liked those boys. It was just expected to be with those boys. And mm-hmm. so like I was, and I just, but I never felt anything. Oh, so you then. Didn't- so I mean, how did, because I've talked about this before. I'm like, I, I talked about this uh, with Cameron Esposito actually not too long ago. Oh, funny. Which yeah. is that just that, um, you know, it's not like kissing someone that you like, but you're not like mad about is right. unpleasant. It's no. just like, yeah. oh, this is nice. And maybe you do feel a little right. prickly something because you have hormones and your body's going like, that's oh, what this I'm is s- a thing. And right. This is, this so is I guess thing, I felt something, but it was like longing or do you feel, you know what I mean? But yeah, you're like, young. It, like you didn't yeah. know, like it was that stuff where you would kiss a boy and then I'd go back to my girls and be like, I don't know if we did it right. Like, I don't know. Do, are you supposed to do tongue? Or are you not? Right. Like you didn't know if you were making a mistake or not, or if right. that person's going to judge you. And in reality, also, I feel like there's nervousness it's their and first heart pounding and fist be- everything. The, the, everything's, you know, sort of having that because right. it's, it's like, it's a first it's a new social, thing. Yeah, exactly. It's a so social it's not situation. About, so it's like your heart pounding. Does that mean you're really into this person or does it just mean that like this is awkward and weird because person's mouth totally. is coming close to yours and right stuff. so looking back i mean yeah i think i liked it but at the same time i wasn't now that i think about it like being with a woman as an older as an adult with experience you can tell the difference of that right. you know absolutely and so i think i did it was just then i suddenly was just like like i had a crush on a girl and then i kind of just thought like i think i also use this which is so silly when i look back at it but you know when you're in you're in high school or any of that time, you want to find something that's going to really make yourself different. Mm. And so I really jumped into being gay because I was uh-huh. like, yeah, this makes me so different. Uh-huh. And I'm going to well, like, that that's a, but which is great. You but, know that that's still different. Like that's an unusual choice though for, for sure. a lot of people. But I yeah. think also for me, I really was like, I felt like it was the right time and it was okay. And I kind of wanted to push the envelope a little bit because mm. I felt like, no, which it sounds so silly to like, I hate to have to hide behind this, but there were some gay people at my school already, but they were real butch. Mm-hmm. And so they were already kind of targets and not like nobody at my high school was like mean or anything like that. There was never any like anti-gay, like homophobia or anything, yeah. but they, you could tell that they were gay. And somehow because I don't look like that and I'm really feminine, I really thought, Hey, I can use this because nobody, it was, I'm glad you did, but yeah, I am too. But in high school, it became that like conversation, which also gave me like, not popularity, but I was the center of attention more because Mm -hmm. then boys at parties would be like, you really gay, you know, or whatever, (laughs) which made me even more determined. Right. But then would make me more determined to be like, Mm -hmm. yeah, man, I like boobs, you know, like ridiculous. Um, but looking back at it, I mean, which is great. And I'm happy I did that. And that was part of my identity and all of that. But looking back now, it's like, I don't think. I'm gay or straight. Like I just like a person, but mm-hmm. then it kind of just fell into it. And so mm-hmm. now I've been gay this whole time. Cause then you get into a relationship with a woman and then another one. And then yeah, now I've been in a six year relationship. So there you go. I you know, know. <laughs> like, well, that's, but that's so funny because that's how I think a lot of like sort of, again, with labeling sort of by straight people right. or, you know, however you want to look at that. It's, there is a certain amount of like, well, this is again, you're absolutely right. Culturally yeah. and socially, it's like, this is how we, we talked about that. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I know how to be in a long-term relationship with a man right. and I've never been successful right. at that with a woman. Right. And so it becomes almost the adult version of the thing that you felt when you were a teenager, just kissing for someone for the first time, which was like, right. Oh God, there's so much to na- There feels like there's a lot to navigate about that right. in a social context that does affect maybe where you let your heart go. Right. And I'm excited for there to be less and less of that as we advance further and further um, culturally yeah, yeah. and sociologically 
into, you know, kind of less gender biases and, 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 you know, all the sort of movement of, uh, movement forward of LGBT rights and all those kind of good things. Yeah. And I should, I guess I should add QIE in there too, right? Um, E-A-Q-I-A. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I just, I just came back from a, a, a Comic-Con that was very focused in oh, that nice. sort of world. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, to be in a place where, it doesn't feel like it's the sort of like the record skips and you have to go like, oh, yeah, how do I adjust? Because there's also a lot of kind of community stuff that happens, too, I think, with right. like a lot of my gay friends have a lot of gay friends and, right. and and a lot of my straight friends have a lot of straight friends. And yeah, I don't Which know. is great because, yeah, times are changing and everybody's yeah. getting, you know, more comfortable with it and it doesn't matter anymore. I think there is a spectrum and Kinsey was right. He was on to something. Boy, he was really right. It's so funny how much we like talking about him, but I, but I don't think that any of it really gets put into any kind of real accepted practice. No, I know. I know. You know, it still feels like it's like, yeah, it still feels like it's like you're, you're gay, you're straight or you're in the middle. And that means you like sex too much. Right. It's true. Which I know, is a bummer. Which is so funny. Yeah. I know. Cause yeah, it should just be about people. And yeah, cause I think everyone does have that spectrum. Absolutely. And if you, you know, and some people are just real straight and that's okay. That's mm-hmm. great. You know, yeah, yeah. and some people are real gay. Yeah. That's okay too. You know, yeah. well, what, I mean, so what were, so when you came out and when you sort of, you know, you said you kissed the girl and stuff, um, did you start having relationships? Like, or did you like, what was your sort of your moment where you were like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to come out and I'm going to say, and, and were, was it because you were dating someone specific or were you like actually no, single I was, and um, came out? I was a busser at a pizza restaurant. I love it. I mm-hmm. love everything I'm hearing. Would, 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 uh, right? Not like, yeah, not mm-hmm. the Domino's, not mm-hmm. Pizza Hut, but like a, you know, a nice sophisticated place. Uh-huh. And there were a few waitresses there who you were like. You never worked at your family's restaurant? No. Okay. No. There were a lot of, um, you have to wear senorita poofy tops. <laughs> I wasn't. That's not you. It wasn't all about that. That's no. not you. Um, and I didn't have the big bangs though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so no, I was working at this restaurant and there was just a few women there who were gay and I was just like very interested in them and like really like wanted. And again, it wasn't necessarily like even a sexual thing yet. It was just I like liked how they looked. I liked how all of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that you just start realizing like struggling with your identity. Is that like how I want to dress? Is that like all of that? So mm-hmm. then I just kind of started hanging out with them and realized I really liked this group more and fit in. And I still didn't even really know if it was sexual. It was just, you know, cause at that time I hadn't had sex, so I didn't mm-hmm. know what the hell anything was. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. And then I just kind of started hanging out that crew more and then developed crushes and realized, Oh, this is a crush. This isn't, I want to dress like that person. It's right. I right. want to make out with this person and scissor all night long. <laughs> like, you know, that's God bless you. what that was. Oh, um, wonderful. Which I still don't know is a thing by the way. So anyone out there can explain scissoring cause I've tried and I've pulled my groin. So. Wasn't good. That's a true story also. Um, oh, wonderful. Yeah, but so, you know, it kind of started like that. I just need to process all yeah. that wonderful It's wonderful fine. You can listen to it later. Think about yeah. it. Um, yeah, and so I slowly came out to like my friends. Like I think, you know, as everyone does, I first started like my friends and I actually still have it. I was looking at it recently. Um, but my friends and I had these notebooks and we had each other's locker combinations. So we would write like we tried to do every period like that was going to be probably never was. But, you know, we'd write one page of, of a note and then the next page would be the next person the next page and we put the little 
books back and forth in our locker all the time. And so one of them actually was like a whole thing of this guy dated Jalen and like how we were making out and like whatever and like little stories about it. And then it goes, but all of them, of course, are like, yo, Amy Kins, what's up? You know, like that kind of stuff. And then it's like Jalen and I made out in the back, whatever, you know so ridiculous we were at the matrix and um, <laughs> that was one of them and uh, uh but then the next one was just kind of like so what do you think if i'm by catch you later like <laughs> and she was just like bye like like ladies and i'm like yeah what do you think she's like whatever and i'm like cool but it was so like nonchalant uh-huh. but i kind of thought that was i'm sure she didn't think i was serious uh-huh. and that was kind of my way yeah so then i took that as like oh she gave me permission mm-hmm. i can now be insane and then i just was like super basically was coming out to everyone and you know how high school is i told one person and then everyone sure of course knew and of course at that point again i needed to own it i felt like so i really just like went with it and did you date anyone at school not really i mean it kind of got around so then there was definitely times at parties where people were like you know i remember this one girl who i'm still friends with which is really funny because i we're not good friends now she lives in germany but i remember once like you know it was just and again this was really before i even had sex so i think a lot of these girls had had sex with guys so they knew what they liked and Mm -hmm. i really didn't and Mm -hmm. so i didn't know really anything it was just i was the gay girl all of a sudden so i remember being at a party and like one of my friends was just like super drunk and she's like so do you go down on chicks like will you go down on me in the party and i'm like what (laughs) no but like to me it like made me embarrassed and like i was just like i don't really even know what's happening what you know but she clearly was experienced at that uh-huh. point and yes, knew what she yes, was like indeed. why not you know yeah. and I was like Ugh. oh wow um but so yeah there was definitely that and then I did date a girl for a little bit who's a year older than me and that was like that was kind of my first like real heartbreak kind of a thing mm-hmm. because she was she also was trying to figure it out and she was dating a guy and then like broke up with him for me and but we were just more like cuddle buddies watched Amelie every day like, <laughs> that was like That's our great. soundtrack of love and, like would drive great. around the mountains listening to the Amelie That's soundtrack great. and you know that kind of stuff and like yeah. made out every now and again but mm-hmm. never really. and then of course she like called me one day is like I can't see you anymore and I'm like why and she's like my boyfriend's in the room and like would cry and be like I have to get back with him and like that kind of thing and then yeah. that was like on and off for a while yeah um did but, that create a, a and I'm bringing this up and I again this is like I feel like I'm I don't want to harp on this too much, but uh, there is that there's certainly that that conversation that gets had with uh, like sort of bi curious people or even gay curious people um, that's like watch out for that one. They might just end up with a person. You know what I mean? They might go back to the like. Which is, uh, by the way, there's a reason that that exists because right. it's, it it's, happens. It happens, yeah. I was going to uh, say, all yeah. The time. I know that. I um, think at first I had that, and I still, I mean, I still kind of do. I think at a certain age, for sure, because I feel like people don't really know themselves that well yet until they yeah. can really communicate it. So obviously, her at, I was probably 17, she was 18, and she also came from kind of like a Christian family. Like she was going with her feelings, and then in the end of the day, she ended up what was in her mind and I still actually feel like she still made the wrong because now she got married and that mm-hmm. was a whole thing so I ran into her a few years ago Interesting. and she tried again and we were like adults and then mm-hmm. she still was like no I can't do this I'm gonna get engaged and marry I'm like well I mean yeah. clearly making a mistake but it's fine um, you know <laughs> and so that's her choice and all of those things and so I do feel like there is that that does come with it a little bit because I think a lot of women or lesbians have gotten hurt that way like time and time again but then I know a lot of women who always have told me now like still friends that are like oh I'm totally into this girl I'm super falling in love I'm like well who is she well she's straight and you're like well I mean yeah and so you can have fun but you guys really have to understand and communicate and know who's there because someone's gonna get hurt 
Yeah. And we know it's going to be the lesbian. And so unfortunately, <laughs> like, let's, Sometimes not. let's be real. Yeah. Sometimes no, not. I know. No, I know. But, but yeah, I know. I know. That's I, again, it's like it gets really tricky when you, you realize stereotypes exist because there's a certain behavior that repeats itself and right. you don't know exactly why or when that right. will change. And of course, not always. I've and heard of course, stories not always. of women that, yeah, yeah, that are doing that. And then they're like, you know what? this is for me. Like I experimented with this woman and, or maybe it isn't even sexual and they are like, I fell in love with this person. Right. So I'm going to break up with this other person. Right. Whatever. And someone's going to of course get hurt, but that's what life is and learning and yeah. Sexuality and relationships, all of that. That's absolutely. what it is. So. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. Oh my God. I can't believe, boy, this was that flew by. We were almost at an hour. So I'm going to get into this mash game with you because I'm very excited about the answers I'm going to get. Boy. Um, uh yeah this is this is good because you're you you have very you have uh i always like when a guest is makes a lot of their um categories clear to me without even knowing that they're doing it great um so the first one that i want to get right into is you can have a musical group or a person you know singer songwriter whatever give me three living or dead that you wish that you could just like snap your fingers and they're in front of you and they like play, play whatever you want they play like a live song are you ready yeah <laughs> nancy sinatra and lee hazelwood together yeah right um peter paul and mary although i am seeing peter at mccabe's april oh, 18th that's great i'm very excited when maria told me i burst out crying but i can't mary's dead so i can't uh-huh. see her um but i intend to oh, do a duo with him on stage i'm pretty sure i'm just gonna run mccabe stage you've seen it I there's love, no security yeah. it's fine i love what um, i'm hearing i love what i'm yeah. hearing I need more information about when i if uh, hopefully i'm in town for this right um great, 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 great. Uh, and then i think simon and garfunkel yeah good one uh, great right. love them just don't tour anymore love them um okay next category is you can go back in time to any era and place in the world um and visit there and it's a positive experience you don't have to worry about like i'm gonna get tetanus or like i'm gonna be burned at the stake or anything like that it's it's the most positive version of what's interesting to you about an era and a place okay 1964 paris the yee girls movement basically okay i want to see all that um i think like I don't even know why, but like English 1700s, mm-hmm. just because I want to see what's really under those wigs. How I much lice is really there? Ah, that's great. Okay. And I don't know. Somewhere in the 40s, but no, 20s. 20s, like okay. Bulgaria. Ooh, yeah. all right. Okay. Um, now I'm going to do this because this is uh this is a good opportunity for us to talk about Mayday because I really wanted to make sure to get a serious shout out to Mayday and to encourage you guys to help spread the word about the specific dog rescue that um, Natalie started, uh, which is here in Los Angeles. Um, this is going to be a category of three sort of alternate universe careers. Obviously, I know that you'll have some, um, right. but t- but will you tell me a little bit more about Mayday and like yeah. how people can get involved in stuff? Yes, we need volunteers. Um, but we're on Facebook at Mayday Rescue. Mayday Rescue on Facebook. Instagram is and it's also M A E. Yeah, Day Day Rescue. M-A-E-D-A-Y so like and it's May, one like word. the name M A E D A Y Rescue. Yep. Um, and our website's MaydayRescue.com. Instagram is Mayday Rescue, and yeah, like she said, May like the name, like May West, M A E. Yeah, we always need volunteers. We always need fosters. So if you're in the LA area and you have a house and you're capable to walk around the block, then. We could use you because mm-hmm. we uh, we take care of all the food, all the vet bills. You pay nothing. We just literally need a house 
and someone to give some loving care. Um, even if it's for two days, sometimes we're in a super emergency and we just need to place the dog somewhere because we're still growing. So we don't have a facility. I don't really want to spend money on boarding and some people do boarding and that's great, but that's not the point for me. I don't want to save a dog from a scary situation like a shelter or the street and then just put them in another cage somewhere. So I really want it to be a house or, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So even if it's two days, that gives me two more days to find another place for it. Um, And, you know, I give everything to a thunder shirt if the dog's nervous and rescue remedy to a crate to all the supplies. Um, Yeah, and we most of our dogs get adopted probably in I mean, some we've had seniors that have been we've had them for like six months, but our average rate is probably two to three weeks. Mm -hmm. So, again, if you can do one week, then um, yeah, but we always need everything, even sharing, even liking all of our Facebook and Instagram. All that helps because we have a lot of different sponsors like BarkBox who sends us a box you know all the every month for the Mm -hmm. dogs but the more likes you get on instagram or facebook they give you more things basically sure um, which is great so again just like away and follow us on everything that's a big what about the oh and twitter i'm on twitter i just forget to use it okay i'm not very good at it i really like instagram i see all the time yeah Yeah. i'm a huge instagram person so i try to do my instagram to twitter but i still don't get twitter maybe the young kids out there can explain it to me (laughs) they can i guarantee you they can great and then what the the book Oh, yeah. Um, so then I also we just did a um, rescue book that's called Rescue 68, which is coming out. We're doing a big event for it May 2nd. Um, it's going to be in the Hollywood Hills, the party. And it's basically I had an idea where when I started May Day, I like love animals, but I also love vintage fashion and I also love design. And I think there's a lot of animal rescues out there, which they're great. They're all doing the same thing I'm doing. But I get stuck on design and that sounds so silly. But if I go to a website that's like doesn't make sense and it's not user friendly and it's ugly or it's just not appealing to me. I just get bored, right? So it's like these are animals that unfortunately you also have to market in Mm -hmm. a cute way. So Mm -hmm. I basically went and saved 30 dogs from shelters. Like the day they were dying, I basically kind of called up and was like, what's happening? Who's getting put down today? And I went and got those dogs. And then, which was a whole thing, so I had to clearly find places for them and all that. So besides all that. I know you worked so hard. It was very difficult, but it was great. It worked out. And then we paired them with celebrities, which was fantastic because this was the first my first book so clearly it wasn't like George Clooney but right. um, our biggest celebrity was probably Jane Lynch and then we got a lot Phenomenal. of comedians um, which was amazing got a lot of woman comedians all of a sudden we have like Michaela Watkins um, Mo Collins Sandy Martin Beth Grant um, Allison Dunbar who's mm-hmm. fantastic um, yeah a lot of people like that and then you know some one of our friends Jeff Parise who's on General Hospital to like Tina Wang who's on Resilient Isle so like a lot of people like that that are um, just great fantastic strong people and familiar faces so mm-hmm. um and then the whole shoot was styled 60s style so I'm there's so like the bouffants and was gone. it was yeah it was great I'm and Aunt janet was supposed to be but she was out of town um, i was either out of town or i was shooting I something might you might have been set yeah you angrily. might have been on set yeah oh, God, I'm so um but yeah and so we're hoping to do one every year that's kind of the goal so it'll also just be our thing that people know so great. rescue 68 we just named it like that because i kind of wanted it like brazil you know sergio mendez and brazil 66 i wanted mm-hmm. to be like natalie garcia and but uh-huh. didn't work out so so it's just rescue 68 and then each year we're gonna do a different kind of one so like i do want to do like awkward family photos with the dogs that way great if the dogs don't even sit still they can be floating in the air right and like looking awkwardly yeah so then that could be like rescue 84 or like whatever Mm -hmm. um great and they might not be in order but yeah so hopefully we can get more celebrities and the great thing is a lot of these i mean these people donated all their time all the hair donated their time makeup donated their time um and so now that we're gonna have the event i mean hopefully the people who were involved in the book will all be there. I don't know if they will be. Jane yeah. Lynch hasn't confirmed. Just saying. Jane, if you're <laughs> Jane, listening. Jane. Jane, Jane. Jane. Um, 
So, uh, yeah. So hopefully we'll get more of those people and they'll tell their friends and we'll get more celebrities next I mean, time. I think and it's great because it's a great example and then we'll continue this mask game, but it's a great example of, cause I always say, especially when I do conventions and people sort of ask about, you know, how do you figure out what your path is or how did you get to where you are when they ask me that, um, it's, I just love when, when I, when I get to see somebody creative figuring out ways to, to involve a lot of their passions in one thing or in, you know, to be able to like be diversified, but also be able to say, well, you know what, this is this other thing I love. And I realized that I could totally fold it in, in this really unique way that helps the cause that I'm part of. Absolutely. So cool. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm trying. So let's pretend in your alternate universe. So everything continues on with Mayday. Great. Uh, but in alternate universes, you have three other uh, careers, imaginary careers. What would they be? Vintage shop. Yeah, baby. You know, <laughs> I was waiting for that. Obviously. Um, a rice pudding shop. I've always wanted to have. <laughs> I've always wanted to have an organic rice pudding it. place. I love that's it. like super cool. So specific and great. I knew you would come up with brilliance. Um, and what else? All of them are like shops. That seems so insane because I don't know how to like work for someone else. So um, I get it. actually an interior designer. Yeah, I would love great. that. God, you and I. But vintage. <laughs> I know. Only. God, I really. Well, That's actually know. something I want to start. Um, I, as I've like, I, this is a, this is one of those podcasts where people are like, we get it. You're friends with each other. Yeah, right. There's a good reason. We're hearing all of the reasons that you guys <laughs> get along. Um, okay. Next category will be um, three. Uh, Let's say let's say three places anywhere in the world where you have vacation home. You can have a vacation home. Um, somewhere in Colorado. I don't know where it'd be. Yeah, I do love Colorado. I love Colorado. Uh, Italy, like right. probably the coast. Buy wine, mm-hmm. lots of wine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and like maybe like Merida or Cozumel, somewhere in like a small town in Mexico where I can pick up a lot of strays but be on the ocean and not see anyone for miles oh good idea yeah boy yeah what oh anyway you're here okay um next category is uh three people um not unlike the people uh that we just talked about that are musicians but they are musicians for you in your life and musicians only three people living or dead who um you can sort of call up with a problem and be like listen and they love you you know they're like they're like a mentor to you (laughs) kathy bates because I have, I literally have reoccurring dreams that she and I are sitting on a porch drinking sun tea and I like tell her my life and then I like start over in the next dream. Sometimes they're months apart, but then I'll start where I left off every time, which I'm a little terrified you about. You and I, can we, can the four of us, because you know that that third? person for me is Emma Thompson. Oh. No. And I feel that Kathy, a Kathy Bates, Natalie Garcia, Janet Varney, Emma Thompson. Yeah. Hangout. Yeah. Is like the coolest thing in the world. As a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm a little nervous. Do you ever think of this? Because I feel like if I run into Kathy Bates, I'm going to immediately be like, hey, like we're oh, best friends. Sure. But she's going to be like, who the no, for sure. hell? Yeah. No, these guys know. But I saw Emma. I was in the same room for the first time as as Emma Thompson ever. Um, and only this one time at the screening for that. Now I'm going to forget everything. The Walt Disney movie that just came out. That was where she played the woman who wrote the original Mary Poppins. Yeah. yeah. Mrs. And she came out and did... Uh, and, and was part of this Q&A. And mm-hmm. I didn't know there was going to be a Q&A. It was a surprise. Right. And she came out and I <clears throat> had to leave. And I know that that sounds psychotic. Right. And I live in a world where I meet celebrities all the time. I have very close right. friends who are very, very famous. Right. 
but I, I, I do love her so much that I was very aware of how much I love her and I was very aware that she has no idea who I am right. and I'm crazy for thinking that we would be Absolutely. friends. And I, I couldn't sit in a theater as one of a hundred people and watch her talk and think to myself, she doesn't give a shit who I am. Right. She has no idea who I am. And I literally was like, I have to leave. Yeah. I, that's crazy. That's how I feel like I'm going to be with Peter, Peter and Paul. Like, I feel like I was literally thinking about this the other day in my car. Of, like, it's just such a relief to hear the other people And I started crying and I'm like, I can't be. And somehow it also puts me in this weird position because, again, a lot of these people are a lot older and they don't understand. Like, I wasn't there. And right. so when they see me, they just see me as like a kid. I know. And so I'm I like, know. you don't. I, you want to like be I seen was as there. an equal no matter what, whether you're the same right. age, whether you're not. You aren't aren't famous, but they are famous. Right. Absolutely. You want to be thought of as like we're well, on it, even ground. It does here. suck because just because people are famous, a lot of times like say I met somebody like through you at a party, but then I saw them out and they weren't famous. They were just right. a person or yeah. I just knew that you, you knew totally them. You could totally be like, you hey could, buddy, what's right. up? Or you and could then just when be they're like, famous, don't you know you... Janet Varney? I know, But if I know. I know one of your celebrity friends that yeah. I saw at in public, I, I couldn't know. go up to them and be like, hey, you know my friend Janet Varney? Like they would look at you like, yeah. And would they? Maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they wouldn't. It's so But you don't know. know and then it becomes yeah. this weird thing. Just because you think you're creative and like we should hang out because we have stuff in common. Yeah. Why is that bad? I know. But all of a sudden it is. I know. So, yeah, I, I really get it. I get it. And I think but that Thompson. To me at conventions, like I'm that person. Right. But then I just, that's my number one goal is to just diffuse that immediately and be like, no, 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 no. I'm a total dork. Right. Please don't think that I'm sitting on the other side of this table acting like I'm the princess of the world. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, Kathy Bates, love it, love it. Couldn't support it more. Get it 100%. I want it to happen. Next. Uh, Diane Keaton. Yeah. And I'm just saying like all of my idols right now. No, it's and this is what I would want to. I would totally put Diane on this list. Are you kidding? I Julie put, I Andrews, even seven. though I've met I her. I would put her on there too. What? You know, I've met her in her oh, kitchen God, you, and actually did talk to her about my life because I was... Like, I'm here. I've got to do this. It's my dream. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was great. You lucky duck. I was very lucky. I know. My friend was her personal chef and basically called me up one day and said, hey, we need people to help serve wine tonight. And I was like, okay. She's like, I'll give you $500 and then Julie will give you a tip probably. I'm like, a tip? Like, talk to her in her (laughs) nightgown? That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Like, here's how to live your life. Yeah, basically. Oh, Oh my God. It was amazing. I love that you got to And there was nothing exciting. She literally was just like, have you fed the dog, Natalie? Could you you mind giving it some wet food? I'm like, yes. Yeah, say my name again. Say it. Yeah. Oh my god, I get it. Yeah. I love all these choices Julie. with all my heart and soul. Uh, fantastic. Okay, the next one is now. I'm going to just stay in this. Uh, now I'm going down the celebrity road, but um, and and your partner is hands down one of my favorite humans on the planet Yay. and has been since I met her. And and I know I do not see either of you enough. And I want you it's to know true. that there are people that I don't see often enough that I'm like, oh, I don't see them enough. And then there are people who are like, I don't. I'm upset that I don't see them enough. Oh, and that thanks. is how I feel about you guys. Yeah. I feel your absence. I miss you. It's not like a, when I can see them, I do. Right. Like I feel, I feel the absence and I don't like it, but yeah, well, good. we need it. We should do like an iCal chain exchange yeah. so we can see our dates that were available. Yeah, we really should. Cause that's the other thing that happens is we're always gone at different times. Right. Um, now, all of that being said, yes, this is a fictitious world. Great. It is the game of mash. Great. So I need three people from any time, any place, could even be fictional people. Could be like this person, this character in this movie, or this character in this book, or this cartoon. Okay. Could be a, a fling. Could be a alternate universe marriage. You can pick and choose as you like. Three people. Hmm. Jude Law mm-hmm. sounds so ridiculous, but yes, I felt that way about him for quite some time. See, also. yeah, there's something about him. Um. 
who else do we think is super hot? I think a lot of people. <laughs> mm. I'm going to get in trouble with my mind here. <laughs> uh, That's the idea. Yeah. Scissoring. Michelle Pfeiffer. So hard. Oh, great choice. I mean, she's. Oh, great choice. I, I don't even think. Yeah. If I saw her in person, too, I'd be like, hi, do you want to make out right now? For like, me, just come out. I think for me, like for me uh, as a younger person seeing this movie, not when it came out, but years and years later, um, I wanted to be in a bed with John Malkovich and Michelle Pfeiffer and Dangerous Liaisons more than life itself. Yeah. I wanted amazing. to be in that boudoir. Yeah. In during in that movie, Dangerous Liaisons, I wanted it all. Like that, completely that was makes sense. Yeah. That was like the sexiest thing I could possibly imagine. That's super hot. Anyway, can, yeah. please continue. Um and then I think like a what am I thinking? Like I don't know, like one of the 60s guys I love, but mm-hmm. all of them are like, like not like the Rolling Stones, but mm-hmm. you know, there's so many bands back there that I feel like I would have been like a total groupie. Yeah, They'd yeah. would have been like, whatever. I mean, do we need to go straight up Beatles? Do we need to go no. uh, Sergio? Do we need to go no. um, Rat Pack? Do we need to go... No, like, not the Herman's Hermits, but because I've met Peter Noon recently. Uh-huh. And it's good. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> he's great, but... Uh, what about a monkey? Yeah, maybe a monkey. I don't know. Or, you know who, what? You know what? Yeah. It's got me there. We got there. It's going to be horrible. Uh, Mr. Brady. That's <laughs> <laughs> so great. God, that's great. Mike Not Brady. the boys. Mike Brady. The actual. I've never actual enjoyed dad. an answer more than Mike Brady. I mean, that's hard kind of would be because I guarantee you he like oh, acts like, it's okay, Carol, yeah. but I guarantee you in bed, he's going to like put you where he wants to. It's going to oh be amazing. My God. You know what's yeah. funny is that I would extend that to Gary Cole who played mm. Mr. Brady right. in the like right. send up movie. And I would extend I, that I have to... such a crush on him and I yeah. met him during Veep. I just think he's so great. Anyway, so uh, I would extend that, it to Alice too. Why not? <laughs> That's great. Alice and the butcher together. <laughs> That's great. And I'm the middle. I'm the oh, meat God. in the butcher <laughs> plan. <laughs> And that sandwich. Just wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. Okay. Next category is, uh, I stick it in here every time. I don't know if this is going to do it for said. you or if it won't. That's what she said. Uh, three foods that have no negative ramifications on your body whatsoever can be very specific as like, there's this one thing somewhere that I can't eat anymore, or I can still eat it, but I can only eat it rarely. Or it could be, you know, cupcakes, all cupcakes, anything like that. Three. Uh, sushi. I mean, that's not really that. Well, I guess with the mercury. Oh, so it's supposed to be bad for me? Well, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's something that you can have as much as you want that's like, normally you wouldn't be able to because it, there's oh. something about it that's too decadent or it makes you too gassy or makes you too drunk. I don't know. No, oh, maybe. Sushi's great. No, keep sushi. Okay. You love um, it. You want as much as you can have. I it, love that's sushi. an answer. Yeah, I eat that's it all the time. Yeah. But I guess sushi to me is like the whole thing, like the beer, yeah. all of that. Like, okay. I would so eat that every meal. night if I could. Great. Yep. Um, which my friend actually got mercury poison. So that's why I don't do that got anymore. It. No, and it's great. really expensive. I, I'm and all sorry that. in any way that I actually maybe sushi in Japan because okay. I can't, you know, I've never mm-hmm. been there, but right. I can imagine I've had really good sushi at this one yeah. place in San Francisco where it melted in my mouth. Yeah. And I can imagine that it would be like that. Yes. In Japan. Um, yeah. Anything I want, I think like a milkshake, like a malt. Mm, yeah. Cause they hurt my belly, but yeah, I like too. them so much and I just want to keep having them. Perfect. Oh, so bad for me, but I and I can't eat them, and I haven't since I was like five. Uh, funnel cake oh, from the God, fair, yeah. Straight I up. feel that way about Indian fry bread. Mm. Um, yep, these are great. This is what this is for. Well, in this world, you can have it whenever you want with funnel no cake. While I'm watching Nancy and Lee open oh, yes. for Peter, Paul, and Mary. Oh yes. Oh, oh yes. Maybe best time ever. Maybe we got to find out. We're oh, gonna have Jesus. to do the math in just a second. I'm so nervous. The final category for you. This is tricky. We're getting down to it. Three. <clears throat> 
looks that you could rock that are more complicated or uncomfortable than you can get into on a regular basis now, but it could be like you have a mohawk for a day or you get to wear the 1700s clothes, but it's not uncomfortable whenever you want. And it's natural, like no one questions it or whatever. Three looks that are like too too extreme to do on a regular basis, but it would be really fun if they were fun and easy and you could just snap into it. Uh, 60s mod, but like, you know, the whole... Yeah, not fun and easy. Like the big earrings that really mm-hmm. hurt and the haircut. And like that and the, false the eyelashes gla- yeah, that would take false, forever to right. pull. Like I would never Ig- put them on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like Iggy. 60s mod, great. Um, yeah, probably like a 1700s, like kind of Cinderella-esque outfit, mm-hmm. like the corset mm-hmm. and the whole thing just to yep. feel it and see it in the big dress. Yep. Um, hmm. What else? Doesn't have any... It's so funny how your mind stops you because then automatically I'm like, well, that would hurt my feet because of my bunions. But it wouldn't. (laughs) That's match. That is the match. Yeah, look at that. Um, This is the time to set those feelings free. Right. Set them free. I guess like a... Huh. I don't even know. Jeepers. It's such a hard question. I got to tell you, this question when I ask it, nothing has ever made itself more clear to me than I secretly want to be a drag king because Interesting. every every place I go is menswear funny. every time that's so funny like I all I immediately I'm like well I would want to have a like a custom suit funny. Sherlock Holmes era like a three that piece is like, nice. a, like a vest right. and a nice like pocket watch oh, or funny. like I would want to wear like you know a skinny suit with a skinny tie oh, and sort funny, of have yeah. like a Rick Ocasek's body right. for some totally. reason like that's I so clearly funny. Am, I'm really and mine just eras yeah I think yeah I think I would like like a nice like really high fashion 40s Vogue outfit oh great now, I can get on board with 40s attire because a lot of it's masculine. Yeah, there What's you go. Yeah, exactly. I'm a feminine girl, too, so I don't really know. Okay. Um, Clearly not. <laughs> uh, evidently not. This is all great. I'm very excited about what these answers are going to be. I just need you to tell me mm-hmm. when to stop. Are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just... I mean, do I have to tell you stop soon? Yeah. Stop. Okay. This, I'm going to have to count a lot of loops here because of the way I did this. Uh, so what I have to do is pause this. Okay. Do some calculations. Okay. Come back with your 100% guaranteed MASH future. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, listen, this is great. No surprise there. Um, I'm ready to start. First of all, I'm going to start by telling you that you have a, a vacation home, which I guess it doesn't sound like that much vacation to me, but it does. Hopefully, you'll get some downtime too. But you have a, a house uh, on a beach in a small town in Mexico. Yay! So you can rescue a lot of dogs. That's a real but dream. But you can also so. like be chill fantastic that's good because it's sort of you know that's the kind of thing that kind of reconnects you with may day yeah. in this in this fictitious uh, mash world um you can drink as many uh malt or milkshakes <laughs> as you want whenever you want them they're not gonna hurt your tongue at not in mexico sure oh sure it'll be this is where when how you want it absolutely fantastic um I want to congratulate you on your uh, alternate universe interior design business as well. Oh, thank you. I think that's spectacular. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I want to congratulate you on, boy, now I'm getting down to like the stuff I'm extra excited about that I'm holding on to. Uh, for sure, you can, oh yeah, you're going to head back to the uh, Bulgaria in the 20s. <laughs> Very specific. Yes. I wonder what you'll find. I'm excited for you to report back. Yes. Uh, and, and also you have this uh, ability to just suddenly be in, be and be very comfortable in this uh, fantastic 40s attire. <laughs> fantastic uh now i'm way ahead of my time the in people. the 1920s you really are you really are i mean you're all over the place in a great way it kind of makes sense um 
I want to congratulate you on your ability to, at any time, conjure up the great Peter, Paul, and Mary. Yes. The thing for you, which I feel would be nice because I know it's a little weird to suddenly have three people in your bedroom when you're falling asleep. Nope. But like to have some lullabies from those guys. Yeah. Come on, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, you know who else will be able to soothe you and, uh, <sighs> and, and hang out with you and just be wonderful? Kathy Bates. What? You got her. You, no! got her. you got her. Congratulations. Oh my God. I'm so it excited. It almost makes telling you that you end up with Mike Brady less exciting, <laughs> but they're, they're both really exciting. I end up with Mike Brady? Yes. yes. <laughs> this is so much better. It's so good. I might need the soothing lullabies oh my after God. Mike Brady I and know. I go He's at it. Go. <laughs> and then I have to tell Kathy Bates about our sex life. I know. It's going to be great sitting ah, on the porch in a small town in Mexico. Oh, I'm There's so... a bunch of dogs you've rescued run by on the beach. This is the best fantasy drinking, I've ever Drinking had. milkshakes. It's fantastic. Uh, um, well, Natalie, thank, thank you, you so for that. much for doing the podcast. Again, uh, why don't you just, again, say Mayday Rescue. This is where you guys can find out more about it. You can yes. go to MaydayRescue.com, M-A-E-D-A-Y Rescue.com. Follow Mayday Rescue on Instagram. Instagram Facebook. Facebook. Twitter. Like it. Like it. Uh, follow look us. For the book, Mayday 68. Just Rescue shit. 68. Rescue 68. Sorry, everybody. All right. Rescue 68. Mm-hmm. It's not out yet. It will be. Will be. Uh, very soon, like in a few weeks. Yep, a few weeks. Um, I'll, I'll put it on the podcast. Thank uh, you. Intro, I'll talk about it on the intro when it comes out, and I'll also post about it on Facebook. But that wraps it up, guys. Yeah. Uh, thank you again. Thank and, you. Um, thank you for having me. And listen, Stay tuned for our new podcast of design, music. That's right. I know. Vintage clothes soon, everyone. With Just our best saying. friends, Kathy Bates and Emma Thompson. Duh. Guys, talk to you next time. Yes. Bye. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by The Amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 